0: Hello and welcome to episode 181 of the NFL Scotland podcast. Have we just witnessed the greatest divisional round in NFL history? My name is Cameron Hobbs.
1: And my name is Paul Mitchell. The answer to the question is yes, so we're going to ignore that and just beat Charles Patterson mercilessly for the next 45 minutes. Welcome to the NFL Scotland podcast. Delighted to have Gordon McGuinness with a big cheesy grin on his face and Charles Patterson Who knows what's
0: coming? So we know what's coming. We know what's coming. We'll get to this. We're going to do like we did last week. Let's walk through the games because genuinely it was a fascinating divisional weekend.
2: Well, before we go any further, we haven't actually, I didn't even notice this until about 10 seconds ago. Can we just clarify that you are wearing a Niner shirt in the middle of a day on a Tuesday, purely to be spiteful and purely for wind-up merchant purposes. This is... And Gordon is now applauding this. So... um... This is terrible. No, 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 no. I I said... I said... So just to alert the the audio listeners around the the globe to the ground rules of this podcast, because this is the one and only time I set the ground rules here. We have a situation that I am quite happy to elaborate on and discuss. However... However, and he's now showing me a bobblehead of a San Francisco 49ers <laughs> player. However, there is also a catch to this. My Twitter following has increased by substantial margin in the last three days because I agreed in the interests of fair play and yep. spirit to um, acknowledge the fact that there was a, an incident at Lambo on Saturday night, which I really don't want to ever see again, but ha- happened to happen. And you said that you weren't going to be smug. That is instantaneously smug. Oh, smug! It's smug number one. So you've immediately backfired on that. You've got to admit that. I, that's I, terrible.
0: It's true. Do you know what? And let's okay, we're going. We'll get to the game, but let's 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 approach this because there's there's nominations to terrible. come in this as well. And I I I get a nomination on both sides for that very competition that's taking place, right? So I spoke to Gordon about this offline, and we're getting. Listen, if you're sitting listening to this podcast, you're the first time listener. You're like. Guys, I don't give a shit about what you do in your WhatsApp chat, but we're going through this nonetheless. <laughs> I'd spoken to Gordon about this. I said, Gordon, I'm not going to be smug. I'm going to intentionally not be smug because I can't be. Because do you know what? I really didn't back my team. I didn't think we were going to win. We've managed to you sneak a win. We didn't even step towards the game. But neither did you, right? <laughs> yeah, but they lost, so it doesn't matter. Hang on. So <laughs> on the Sunday, when we then were talking about it, you came out, you and Mitchell came out guns blazing. So at that point, I went, do you know what? Gloves are off gloves are off. I'm going to embrace this now for everything that it is and be one of those fickle fans that's turned on a dime and stuck it back. And, and in essence, it's been sticking it back. And I hope that Gordon will back me up that this is how this transpired. But um, that, that for me is Dude the is timeline great. of events that resulted in me coming up with a, an interesting way to, to get people talking about American football. No, 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 no. Um,
2: people will do anything for a bottle of whiskey. It's is true. It's true. And it's, it's a cracking
0: ball. bottle of whiskey. Um, and I think the particular highlight of that competition for me has been the Twitter competition grannies tweeting you to tell you that the Packers have bottled it. I think no, it's not. No, no. I, <laughs> just... I, I cherish every follower <laughs> on social media,
2: every single one of them. They are all equally valuable. There are no, as you use the terrible phrase, Twitter grannies that's terrible you (laughs) cannot do that if you're following we have an established fan base who tune in every week to listen to us pontificate about the nfl whether they like what we say or what we don't say but for you to debase this and drag it down to a petty level i'm ashamed of you he's, terrible. Down. he's down he is down so terrible. terrible no i'm done. i'm over the game i'm over the game i just don't like this pettiness
3: i mean everyone listening to this that's just listened to your four minute tirade to open is going to be in complete agreement that you're dead right all right Let's, let's do Bengals-Titans first. That was
1: a good game. Yes, let's, let's get do Bengals-Titans first. Yes.
3: Let's get it out of the way because then we can have some real fun. Well,
2: uh, can, can we just say, uh, you, you mentioned at the start that it was the best Divisional weekend game um, ever. I think we all agree. With, I think that's the best run of games, four-run slate ever, and you will never get a better slate than that. And the problem is now you've got the conference championships and the Super Bowl. How on earth are they going to live up to what we just saw? I, happened, we, happens we a lot were- of the time, though.
3: Like Divisional, divisional is because... You know, you've got conference championship is only two games. Divisional round you've got four. You've still, you know, that's when the best teams in theory enter the playoffs. You've got the kind of teams that have gone on a little bit of run at that point. It generally lends itself to that. It just we got incredibly lucky that every single game.
2: Well, it just ranked. It ramped up. The first yep. game was terrific. The second game was dramatic. The third game was even better, and then the fourth game just blew the doors off. And yep. you're not going to get a combination like that ever again. So we might as well all just go home and come back in September. <laughs> With,
3: I mean, I'm mean, sure, the... i sure that's what you want to do. That's the... what I am <laughs> doing.
0: Yeah. Within the conversation of it being um, the greatest weekend, though, you can break that down further and say that actually Sunday was the greatest divisional day. And it's not even close between the two days. Like, the, the games on Saturday were great. Sunday absolutely blew it out of the water. We had back-to-back classics. Absolute classics classics, Um, everything that the NFL can be about, everything that the NFL is about, and, you know, it's, we talked earlier in the season about getting denied opportunities by weather and stuff like that, these are the sorts of games that are the potential that you get when the situation is just right, and it's brilliant, it's scintillating watching, at watching. Um, you know, I, I came well, back. Well, ignore from, the fact
2: that snow did one of the games. It, anyway. Well,
0: indeed. But I came back from the pub even, and I, I'll i be honest, I wanted to go to my bed, but I sat up and I watched that Chiefs Spells game. That was nuts. I was absolutely Well, at least you stayed yesterday. up and watched that one, Cameron. <laughs> so there you well, go. Well, was early. I didn't have to get up as early on Monday as I did on Sunday. I start work late late on a Monday. Sunday, I had to be out of the house at 10 o'clock with a pre arranged thing that I couldn't move, right? So there's no way I was sitting up till five in the morning and then being out the door for 10. It's just not going to happen. Um, however, I did get up in the morning and watch the game um, before I went out, so that was fine. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Let's get on to Bengals-Titans, the return of Derrick Henry. Um, it was kind of a bit of a damn squib in the end, and the Bengals haven't been particularly great against the run, but Derrick Henry, clearly not match fit, didn't have that punch through. I think it says a lot that Foreman had the best run for the Titans that day, and still they didn't really feel like they were using him it felt like we've got Henry we've got to use him possibly didn't work and the Bengals did exactly what they needed to do every single
2: team that lost at the weekend will be sitting yesterday and today thinking we should have won the game and the Tennessee Titans threw it away literally I don't think I, we said last week, I said, I don't think it matters whether or not Henry's fit or not. I don't think it it matters because ultimately they're the favourites and they should have won the game. They sacked him nine times. If you sack Joe Burrow nine times, you have to win that game. There's no excuse. The reason they lost was Tannehill threw the ball and he was, ultimately, he, he was loose with it and he paid. And Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, and it showed. And if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you have to have that extra bit of X factor and that ball protection, and they didn't do it. They, they will be kicking themselves. They
3: also got unlucky, ball, ball mm. uh, recovery-wise. Like, a couple of those interceptions were not, you know, even the one the one that was like the tip on the screen pass, that happens like once or twice a year in the NFL. It's a really rare thing where it just bounces the right way. They got a lot... Of, the the Derrick Henry thing, though, is more interesting because every single year people give Derek Henry hype as an MVP candidate. We talk about quarterbacks who can't get it done in the playoffs and quarterbacks on this podcast get slated for not being able to get it done in the playoffs. The Titans passed three playoff losses. Derek Henry this weekend averaged 3.1 yards per carry. The year before against the Ravens, he averaged 2.2 yards per carry. And the year before that in the AFC championship game against the Chiefs, He averaged 3.6 yards per carry. 69 rushing yards is the most he's managed in any of those three games.
2: He wasn't fit. I don't think he was fully fit. He was
3: was fit the previous two years.
2: Yeah, he was. I don't think he was fit. And I think they got away from the the game plan of, as you mentioned, Foreman, who was terrific um, when he did get the ball. And you think, well, actually, if you substitute half the carries they gave to Henry and give them to Foreman, maybe it's a different story. But the bottom line is they had the game in their hands and he throws a pick. You can't do it with two minutes to go. And that defensive line deserved better. They were absolutely sensational. And again, we talked about it last week. My concern for the Bengals was that they would get squished in on the, on the offensive line, defensive line. That's exactly what happened. And the most fascinating stat about Burrow's game, the fact he threw for nearly 350 yards, 242 of the yards were basically yards after the catch. Extraordinary statistic. But... Cincinnati clearly are on a hot streak and they've got that they've just got that little bit of confidence there and they hung in there and I, here's a question and I think Cameron should be the judge of this is the best kicker in the AFC North now playing in Cincinnati?
3: No Don't be <laughs> ridiculous What <laughs> absolute <laughs> nonsense He's, they're, he's.
0: They're, do you know what? I'll definitely say He's the, got he's, balls he's great, of steel <laughs> having,
3: having a great season I loved his quote where he's warming up Joe Burrow's like he's warming up and he basically just turns to the Punter or the holder and goes, Well, looks like we've got an AFC championship game. Love that. <laughs> He's having a great season. <laughs> He's arguably the second best kicker in the entire NFL just now. Let's just not be stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him two, but we'll give him nothing more. Definitely the the best two kickers in the AFC are 100 percent in the North. There's no two ways about it. Uh stone cold. Absolutely stone cold. Uh and stone cold kicking a theme across the whole, you know, the whole weekend. Big kicks at big times. Um and and I think it was fascinating. They relied so heavily. Where they've been so offensive, I guess the challenge that they're going to face, and we will look forward to the games coming up, coming against the Chiefs, The Burrow needs to convert all of that yards into touchdowns. And I think the only thing you would say is, I do think that Tennessee defense is, it feels to me marginally stronger than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs defense is very capable of giving him a hard time. If he's going to get sacked like that, the Bengals have no hope in hell of beating the Chiefs. None at all. No, The,
3: not, the, the only not, reason, the only reason that the Bengals are in this game though, is because Joe Burrow. Yes. Like, yes. as and for the the sacks he took, and I would say at least half of them were probably a him problem rather than the offensive line. He has this horrible habit of pressure comes, and with that offensive line outside the left tackle, pressure is going to come. Pressure comes, and he turns away, and he backs away and turns. He can't do that. He has to learn. You know, to get rid of the ball quicker, he has the outlets there. But look at what he did despite all that. He still had – Jamar Chase had five catches. T. Higgins had seven. C.J. Uzama had seven. Joe Mixon had six. Like, he spreads the ball around really well. That The really tough thing about that offense, and when they go into this game this weekend, Joe Burrow is the lesser of the two quarterbacks. Right now, whether or not in three years' time that's the case, right now I think we're all in agreement. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is the better quarterback. However, who is the better skill position players? I think it's pretty close. Yeah. I, if you look at...
2: He's certainly maybe, got more options.
3: Yeah, maybe the Chiefs slightly edge it at the top, but it's more top-heavy with Hill and Kelsey. Whereas I think the Bengals have the better um, players in the backfield. I think they have a better set, a number two wide receiver. They they have the, the players to to make an impact in this game.
0: They definitely do. Uh, they definitely do. And I, I hope that, yeah, that offensive line... It feels like the Bengals are... If they don't make the Super Bowl this year and go on and win it... The, the the area for focus for them is the offensive line. If they fix that, this Bengals team is absolutely sensational, I think. Um and, and I have to give them credit because I said last week, uh Gordon when we previewed this game, that the the Bengals secondary was not at the same level as the Ravens one. But I think on Saturday they absolutely were. They played brilliantly. Um, and I think that a lot more credit maybe needs to be given to the defense. It's a lot better than certainly I thought they were. I thought they were good, but I thought they really stepped up. They were tremendous. There was a lot of pressure. There was big plays. They did what they needed to do. And, you know, to stop even a banged up Derek Henry that's not really fit takes an awful lot of effort. And they did it. Uh, I thought I they were impressive all the way through. The,
3: the guy who needs an awful lot of credit is, um, I think it's Duke Tobin, his name is who is in the Bengals' front office. I don't I don't think he's the GM, whatever position he is. I don't think they have a GM, actually. I think they've just got senior people in the organization. The players he brought in to them on defense and on offense the last couple of years, the free agents they've added have not been flashy big-name sign-ins because it's very difficult for the Bengals to bring in those types of players given the fact that it's Ohio, given the fact that they're not known as the biggest players in the world, and given the fact that they have been flat-out bad for three decades, basically. They brought in good, solid players, and they brought in enough good, solid players that it's had a huge impact on that defense. The the players they brought in in the secondary are Mike Hilton and Chidobe Awuze have improved that secondary so much, and neither one of them is someone who you're going to call like one of the best players at their position. But they added two players who are probably in the top 20 to 30, and that has a pretty big impact.
0: Definitely is. and 7 the Bengals had been on away games in the playoffs coming into this. Um, you know, just impressive all round. Absolutely impressive. A great start to the weekend. And McPherson, Evan McPherson, uh, we're trying to find out if he's Scottish. Surely with a name like that, there has to be some lineage there. Uh, Lawrence Tynes is on. On the, on the search on that one we tweeted him to say hey Lawrence you gotta find out uh so he'll I'm sure he'll do his best to find out there must be a Scottish granny in there somewhere uh and we'll be claiming him if there is and at that point he becomes the best just so you know Gordon he's got a Scottish granny he is the best kicker in the NFL and there's I no conversation that. so
3: I, I will accept that on one condition uh that if the Ravens and only if the Ravens draft David Ojabo at 14 overall we immediately declare him the best pass rusher in the history of the NFL.
0: Okay, okay. I'll accept. I'll accept both. <laughs> of Fair. Um, okay. Anything else to cover on Bengals Titans? Fine.
1: Well, I I, I may have had to tune out for a moment, but yeah. did you cover the fact that they didn't kick a field goal when they had the opportunity to do so? Oh, and Went for my it twice. God, no. So, I, I, you know, I'm just wondering because I, I knew I know how Gordon would react, and I and I get it, <laughs> but. The the third and short didn't work. You then bring in Derek Henry to get that first down, and they were terrible. It was a terrible play call. He stuttered and went backwards. What I mean, I'm interested and Gordon might be able to know that what the percentage play was between kicking the field goal from 53 yards and giving yourself a three point lead, and then or you know going for it on fourth down. I mean, to me that's a big play. The Titans should never have lost this game. You've got to be honest. You can't. Can't sack somebody nine times and be as inefficient as they were on offense. Um, you, you, I, I think, I think it's, it's an interesting point, Gordon. I mean, I'm presuming the, the stats were in favor of going for it again.
0: But even without the stats, would you not trust Derek Henry? Fine, he's not played brilliantly throughout the game, but you've still got the – There's if there's one running back I want to get me a single yard on fourth down, it's Derek Henry. Like, I'm, well, I'm not – why don't you just give it to Ryan Tannehill and bulldoze those Quarterback, yeah, quarterback sneak. So the play, I think, quarterback yes, sneak. I agree. The play call was rotten, right? And the way it transpired was terrible. I don't think that going for it at all was a bad outcome. I think it, this comes back to the Ravens going for it uh, two points yeah. against the Packers, where it was just a rotten call. I, just I a rotten that, call.
2: Yeah, it was a rotten call, and I think ultimately we've established now that teams tend to go for it. More often than not, in that situation, and I don't think you can either either judge it one way or the other. Okay, fair enough. It's a you know it's a tight game and it's not a high scoring game, but coaches are now wired. Teams are now wired to go for it. That's just the way it is. And, and there's very few who are no maybe Sean McVay possibly as conservative as you get. Um, there's very few who are like that. They're all especially if you're inside the opponent's half. It's force if it's fourth, third and two. If it's third and two, you're going for it. Whatever happens Bullock, in the third down, surely Randy to God. Randy Bullock,
3: on. the Titans kicker, was like 8 of 13 from 40 to 49 this year. He was 1 mm-hmm. of 1 from 50-plus. What's that? 9 of 14 overall. Somewhere between 60 and 65%. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. Do you, th- do you fair. think Derek Henry getting a yards better than 65%? Yeah. Probably. Should you? Yeah. Probably.
1: Um, yeah, I, ju- I think it's an interesting point, Gordon, but I think that as I say, the, the, what it leads to, then I would have gone quarterback sneak. I get very... Unhappy at teams going backwards to come forwards when everybody Agreed. knows yeah, that's yeah, what I you're think, doing.
3: I, I think that makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah, I
1: don't. And and also it was the type of game where the
3: Bengals had shut Derek Henry down. Yeah. So yeah. use I I would have been in favor of maybe using Henry as a decoy, faking. If you're gonna if you're gonna have it not be a quarterback sneak, fake to Henry and get Tannehill on the outside because um, he has the speed to do that. And I don't like the play call, but going for it so effectively. There was like seven minutes left in the game If you go for that there this, This is the other advantage to this If you kick a field goal there And you then have a three point lead The Bengals have got seven minutes If they go down and score a touchdown You might not get the ball back You might be getting it back 13 seconds to go And the Tennessee Titans are not kicking a field goal Or scoring a touchdown with 13 seconds to go So you want to Run the clock down a little bit further there You want to maybe take the clock to you know, under two minutes. Kick a field goal then if you have to, if you're in a long situation. But the the ideal scenario there is if you can take enough time off the clock and slowly gain those first downs, you could have it that the clock's basically done and kicking a game winning field goal. So I think that's the other advantage to going for it there.
0: Okay, on to the second game. Um, Sunday game for us. Obviously, I, and I'll come in right, bean beansmuck. It was not an entertaining game. It was. It was bogged it it was. down. I, thoroughly I would totally it. disagree. Right. Of course, it was. I did think it, it was. was. Well, was
2: that shows down. the faith that you have in your team, which no, we all know. My faith. I don't Zero. have faith in my team. I don't you, have faith. Right, I am going to stop right now. Right. To, you are not allowed. This is again a ground rule. You are not allowed to talk about this game until we get Paul's assessment and Gordon's assessment, and Five. then. Only then will you listen to. I will listen to your assessment, and then I will tell you. And the other thing is, we're not doing an Aaron Rodgers pile on here because we've got the whole of the off season to do that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not the person who's getting
3: the pile on here. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. So here's here's my opinion on this. Um, Cameron might be being a shite bag. He might be. He might be being smug. I'm, I'm going to allow it. I think it's perfectly fair. <laughs>
1: Okay, I mean, my take on this, I mean, (laughs) let's pick up the Aaron Rodgers thing close season. If you think that Aaron Rodgers Lost this game because he didn't get vaccinated. You're an absolute twat. It's got nothing to do with it. You, you might think that. he's an idiot. No this no? No, this no, is that, can, can I finish? Can, can, no, 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 no. You can can finish. I
3: finish? This is the Twitter meme where someone goes. There's a Twitter. There's a tweet about this, and it's like there's always some guy on Twitter arguing about something that no one is actually saying. That's what that is. No, no. one's saying that. Everyone. You can the see this
1: sheer. You can see the sheer perverse pleasure people got with Aaron Rodgers failing. He's the league's MVP. Let's look at the game. He, you know, you have two kicks blocked. They had one of the worst special teams performances in the playoffs in recent history. And interestingly, Fox called it at the top of the broadcast that this would come down to special teams. And this is what it did. And I think this is like the Bengals game. What this has resulted in is we're going to get two shitty championship games um, because I don't think the Bengals will go anywhere near the Chiefs. And I don't think the 49ers will come anywhere near. Rams. I think we've got two crap games coming out of this because teams punched above their weight. Credit to San Francisco for what they did but did San Francisco win the game or Green Bay lose the game? Green Bay lost that game. Convince me otherwise because it's not and you're absolutely right about Cameron. He is a ball bag for the way he followed his team. The way he's wearing that red 49ers hoodie is so predictable it's unbelievable but on planet smugness, where he is the king today, he's allowed to be, because that's what sport's about. (laughs) (sighs) Genuinely, I'm just going to jump
0: in now and say I, I work for an American sports company, right? I regularly wear 49ers hoodies to work, right? This is... This is, and I've got a number of colleagues that tell you that. I genuinely put this on without you need to saw
2: your wardrobe out. About. In fact, Seriously. I, I
0: also I know some for...
2: really good menswear shops that you could go to and you could be really <laughs> smart in a nice kind of modern suit, outfit, a nice collared shirt. You can get something in tweeds. Let's do it in the post. You'd actually look legitimately sort of like business a like, You're a looking host. like a
3: fanboy. <laughs> Hang on. I also work for an American sports company and I do not frequently wear. Ravens hoodies.
0: Oh, that's on you.
3: <laughs> anyway, so here's to Paul's point. One of Paul's points. I'll avoid the other one. Uh, did Aaron Rodgers lose this game for the Packers? Probably not. But there is a quarterback who has been slated by someone on this podcast before. And in the playoffs, when he has not thrown a touchdown pass, we have asked the question of whether or not he can win big games or whether or not he's good enough. And here's the facts. Lamar Jackson's season ended 12 weeks he, ended no, no, in. No, 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 He's
1: not even no, in this no, conversation. No, no,
3: no. Oh, no, no, Charles. Charles, believe
1: Lamar me. Jackson's got
2: nothing believe to do with
3: it. Me. This conversation's about I you. get it's pulled up when that. I
2: bring Aaron Rodgers into other conversations. You cannot flip the coin and bring Lamar be, Jackson be, into it. He's got nothing sorry. to do with let, it. Let, let,
0: sorry. let the point be finished and then...
3: Thank, yeah. thank you, Judge. Thank you. So, <laughs> Lamar Jackson's the guy who, in our preseason podcast what? numerous times throughout the years, a certain someone remaining if. nameless, uh, questioned whether or not uh, he could pass the ball well enough to for the Ravens to win. Could the Ravens' passing offense be good enough to win in the playoffs? season ended like about 10, 11 weeks into the season. Lamar Jackson finished the NFL season with zero touchdown passes in the playoffs and zero wins in the playoffs, oh. which is exactly
2: what Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers finished with. Oh, Who's smug now? My goodness. <laughs> you knew this was coming. Jackson has nothing to do with it because he's not good
0: enough to reach the playoffs. Cameron, the floor is yours. So, right. So, as a fan, I, I didn't think... The, the game, for me, watching it on Sunday morning, it kept coming... Maybe it's because I didn't know the outcome at this point. I kept watching it going, this is just trudging towards the inevitable, just nothing happening. Like... To have gone a whole half and not scored a single point, and to be perfectly honest, not even looking like we were going it, obviously coming out into the third quarter, kick a field goal at seven three, it's close. That doesn't mean it's good, right? It's it's edgy your seat stuff because it's gripping. Close. It's gripping. Yeah, that's that's a absolutely it's gripping. Um, because of the stories coming into this, because of the history, because Aaron Rodgers has never beaten the 49ers, and because we're rammed down the throat about how he's going to make them regret it more than I'm regretting it. You know, that stuff has been going on for 15 odd bloody years. And it's fine, great, get over it, Aaron. Um, we're it's not. not a- Can you analyse the game? My, no, please don't. Let's just you. let's
2: There's just. To... This is great. This so is... analyze. The... No, because we've got only X amount of time before but... Cameron has to go off to his next Zoom call with his Niners <laughs> shot on. This
0: is, the... but this is the setup to the whole thing. This is why it's gripping. At the end of the day, right? It took a uh, a great play on special teams. I don't think that was uh, an error by the the. Yeah, Packers. How, how
3: long? Team. How long did the punch? The ball stay in the air? By the way, after the block, it was like. Up there for eight. I think it was like about three seconds the ball's just like out the screen you're like where's that gone And then it
0: nobody fell. knew oh, where yeah. it'd gone so while the special teams had played poorly for the Packers that wasn't poor play by the Packers it was great play by the Niners special teams no it and was, it was funny. terrible play by the Packers but, and the, great play by the Niners yeah but um, right, I, right so, I'm, I'm going to break wait, this wait, down just, because you're struggling to actually
2: analyse the game the, the, the game was basically thrown away by special teams three cock-ups the punt the, the block field goal, and then at the end, they have 10 men on the field. Now, that is on the coach. That is on the coach. It is a systematic failure. But if you're looking at it from the point of view of as a Packers fan and all the history, and it's funny, you say, you know, you've heard for years and years as Niners fans about what Rogers said. Um, you know, he was going to come back and reap his revenge or whatever the hell he said. And um, Since he said that, the Niners have won zero Super Bowls and the Packers have won one. That's irrelevant in this case. Since he won that, Green Bay have been at the championship game four times, five times. And in the playoffs, they have had multiple cataclysmic meltdowns. Now, this is a very close second to the Seattle shambles of 2014. That was a special teams breakdown. They've had defensive breakdowns. You couldn't blame the defense. They let San Francisco score six points on offense. The offense wasn't good enough. Rogers got tight. He was making throws he shouldn't have made. He didn't have the worst game of in history. He didn't play as badly as he did against the Saints at the start of the season. But he played poorly, and the special teams had a meltdown. They threw it away, they blew it, and there is a culture problem there that they have to get over if they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. Because you cannot go thirteen and three, three seasons in a row, and not reach the Super Bowl without there being something culturally wrong in the dressing room or something wrong in certain players' heads that is stopping them getting into the next level. I, I and the Niners Charles, were the beneficiaries last
3: night. I told Charles on Sunday morning when he messaged me the, the criticism for Rodgers, and there needs to be criticism because yeah, absolutely. you can't you can't, you know, in a game, if you lose 13-10, your offense hasn't done enough. The criticism I have for Rodgers is he played that game to not lose.
1: And I this think this wasn't it the Aaron Rodgers of gold. Yeah,
3: yeah t- like tight, like let's just let's take this and all that. I think you also need to give the the 49ers defense a lot of credit. I think they played Both very defenses well were great. Um, Nick Bosa was great. Fred Warner, who Fred
0: Warner started hasn't, game
3: hasn't, hasn't played particularly well this year after getting his big contract, had his best game of the season, maybe his best game of his life. And you know, ultimately, that's that's where they were able to slow the Packers down.
2: Yeah, there was a, I mean, it's a total if you're some of the stuff that's been written about Rodgers and Green Bay I mean it's like you, you, you're there now I can't trust them in the playoffs team until further notice they've choked of course they've choked I, we, I talked last week about teams choking they hate they hate that word professional sports teams hate the C word that is a choke just like Indianapolis choked against um, Jacksonville unfortunately just like Ryan Tannehill choked he made too many mistakes at the crucial moment if you want to win the big one there's not a lot of difference between a lot of these teams all eight teams went into that weekend thinking we could get to the Super Bowl. We could win it. And I think there's justifiable cause to think that actually if things had swung slightly left or right, you would have the other four teams in the championship game this weekend. There's not that much difference. But when you have to make the play and when you have to hold your nerve, you've got to be able to execute. And they didn't do it. And I feel a bit sorry for Matt Lafleur, but I also it's on Matt Lafleur as well, because He's now, three years in, he's got the best record of any coach in his first three seasons in NFL history, and he's not even been to the Super Bowl. That's mad. Uh-huh. And what can he do about that?
3: I think what, what people and what fans of sport always struggle with is the harsh reality when it comes to watching sport. We all like to be really smart, and we all like to you know, think we know what's going to happen, this, that, and the next thing. Ultimately, single games are a very small sample, and ultimately, luck has a huge impact an hmm. awful lot of the time. Playoff games every single year that we talk the Bengals Titans game. Ryan Tannehill had three interceptions, two of those were probably relatively lucky plays. If those go the other if those don't result in interceptions, the Titans might win that game. If the Packers don't have a blocked field goal and a blocked punt, they probably win that game.
0: Yeah. It's true. Paul, we'll give you the final word here.
1: Yeah I mean I think I've said it already Cameron I think Green Bay lost the game rather than the 49ers won it and I think they will get absolutely mullered in the next stage cuz I don't think they're good enough um you know but Gordon's right that's what happens I mean there's no need to panic in Green Bay you know, if the same squad oh, team... Oh, yes, there is. No, <laughs> there's no, there's there, There's no need to overreact unless you really just want to hack Charles off, which I'm all for. Um, you know, um, I'm special- overreacting.
2: No, I'm yeah. really... I'm, uh, there is panic. There the, is the spe- absolute panic because of the, the, the salary cap. But anyway, go on.
1: Yeah, the special team's messed up. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to burn everything down and start again. You know, there's got to be a sensory level. Some things bounce against you, you know, and it does come down. Gordon said it. Just sometimes a couple of plays bounce the wrong way and you're out. And it makes what a great season look look really bad. Um, You know, we could argue, you know, and we'll talk about Kansas City, you know, did they win on a coin toss? You know, because of the way the overtime rules are. A but robot that's robot. the rules of the game. So we we can't complain about it, but you could argue they won on a coin toss. If that had gone the other way, Buffalo go down and score. Yes. We're talking about the Bills being in. That's luck. It's got you know, you could we'll talk about that, but that that's where we are.
0: Yes, totally. And and let's let's move on because we've got others to cover and we're kinda we're kind of half touching on what's gonna come up at the weekend already. We'll kinda bake in a little bit of a preview, but we've got to do the awards as well. So Rams Buccaneers then kicks off the Sunday night. Um Again, another thrilling game. A thrilling game because you can never count out Tom Brady. A thrilling game because of the narrative about the Rams going all in on winning the Super Bowl uh, and them having to have a bit of nerve. Um, you know, the, the, the conversations about Matt Stafford's lack of doing anything in the postseason and how can he do it in LA, especially away from home. Um, and obviously, we ended up with an absolutely thrilling game that came down to the wire. Gordon? What were your takeaways from this one? I well,
3: thought it was really interesting that it looked like an absolute dud for a long time. And then out of nowhere, everything just started spiraling against the Rams. Um, but I think Matthew Stafford deserves a fair amount of credit for, you know, and we said it last week on the podcast, like, is he good enough? Can he out Tom Brady? And when the chips were down at the very end of that game, Okay, there was a very bizarre play call by Todd Bowles in the Buccaneers' defense, but he made the plays he had to make.
2: I mean, ultimately, that game only happened in the way it did at the end because the the, the Rams' offense couldn't get out of their own way. The only player who was on the, who was playing on that offense who actually was not to blame was Stafford. Now, I said a couple of weeks ago, Matthew Stafford has never won a playoff game; he needs to prove it. And I said last week, I wanted to see the Rams step up. In a big game, in a big spot, and they absolutely did. The defense was great. Um, I think they got a bit tight, but I don't think you can put any any blame on the comeback on the defense. Brady made a couple of really nice throws. That throw to Mike Evans was terrific. But he was gifted field position, absolutely gifted it by um, Cam Akers, who ran what twenty four for forty eight and two fumbles. Dear Lord. Yeah. And there was a quote. There was a quote I saw that said that um, Sonny Michelle hasn't fumbled in two seasons. Why don't they give him the ball instead of giving it to Cam Akers, who's just back from injury? Cooper Cup made the plays at the end, but Cooper Cup fumbled as well. And then there was that ridiculous snap over Stafford's head. They were almost, they were trying to give it away. And this is what I, I'm concerned about with the Rams. They've managed to get away with this time. Paul talking about the, the, the championship game is going to be a dud. I'm sorry, they're playing the, facing a team that's beaten them six times in a row. Yep. I would not rule out the Rams choking or or getting tight or being conservative because that's in Sean McVay's mentality but Tampa out of the eight teams who play, played in Divisional Weekend I think Tampa the only one if they look themselves in the mirror will say we didn't deserve to get through we really didn't because the others will be looking at thinking well we did a, we did enough in one element of the game to to perhaps justify getting through but Tampa didn't do enough Brady played some great great ball in the second half but it was all down to the Rams just making it really interesting yeah. <laughs>
0: It's interesting, you do talk about that. You look at the numbers uh, and beyond Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 183 uh, yards and a touchdown, averaging 20.3. Cooper Cup has remained uh, an an amazing... My microphone well, we'll fell scan. out. I just fumbled well, my microphone, so... <laughs> it's not out the, the first time yeah, it's soccer. not the
1: first time you've used that excuse, anyway.
0: <laughs> That's me immediately on injured reserve. Two years later. Um, so yeah, Cooper Cup has continued to be this consistent asset that Stafford's been able to lean on. If you look through the rest, and I there was a couple of tweets that I saw back to back. There was one uh, that the NFL UK had posted about uh, game recognizing game, and it was Brady hugging Beckham. Uh, and then there was one underneath it about how great Beckham and Cup were because of the combined stats that they did. And I was like. Beckham did all right, but I, I don't know that he deserves to be in either of those tweets, to be perfectly honest. Brady sh- he, he
3: played well. He played well, and he played, played well. well in pre-season. Previous- six,
0: 69 uh, yards for six this, receptions is okay, but that takes away from how much of that was Cooper he, cup.
3: He's he's had a big impact, though, on Oh, the yeah, Rams. I'm not taking and, that away. We spent the first half of the year slating him, and a lot of people in the media were very much pro-Baker Mayfield and
0: yeah yeah I agree but I still don't think a Brady Beckham game recognising game tweets the person out of that Rams team you want to see him embracing I just was like
3: maybe maybe they just didn't have a photo of
1: Brady and cup immediately at the time or donald or the,
0: anyone else yeah, yeah fine the but... nfl
1: uk highlighting stars there's a shot
0: let's, let's be uh, honest the, the the best bit
2: about the game was brady getting a 15 yard penalty for shooting at the referee that was the funniest part of the entire weekend especially
3: really after went. after he said like he gets away with he, he caught call, he called his own shot in the week when he was on his podcast talking about he gets away with chipping at officials and chipping officials all
1: game long he, yep. he begged them to do it and they did and they did it They did it in style. Let's talk about these Rams' mistakes so that could have cost them. The centre snapping the ball early. We see it so rarely. Miscommunication looked utterly horrible. The Cooper Cup drop. Yeah, I get that. It's the Cam Akers one. Hmm. He's not protecting the ball. He's not running with two hands on the ball, protecting the ball. That, to me, shows basic inability to do what your job is. Um, is he too valuable for them? Just say, right. You know, I, I'm, I'm with Charles. I would have sat him down after that. I mean, that, yeah. that's just... It's dumb football. Great, great if, play. If, great play
2: by But yeah, yeah, it is dumb. It's dumb yeah, football.
1: But it's, dumb, it's dumb football. And I hate dumb football. You know, things go against you. We've mentioned, you know, a couple of breaks. The Packers could be through. The Titans could be through. When you do it to yourself and bring it upon yourself, then, then I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. And my only... The, the the main takeaway from that game is that both teams couldn't lose, which upsets me greatly. <laughs>
2: Do you know one thing that I, I having watched that game and watching the, the the game in at Lambeau the night before, Brady and Rogers looked old. They looked old, and that was exacerbated by the game that followed in Kansas City. And I think we'll go back to that argument in the coming days and weeks. I think, depending on what happens, but. They look like they have now tipped over the edge. I know they've had great seasons, but they looked old in the crux of the situation.
0: Yeah, the whole Brady retirement, the whole Rodgers, where does he go next? Like you say, we will cover Mm. that in a bit more depth because I feel like we wouldn't do it service right now. Um, Moving on to that final game then, because really it was like, you're right. And I thought your summary was great there, Charles, where you said, or... Gordon, i can't remember who said it actually no it felt like a blowout i think it was gordon sorry it felt like a blowout second half it woke up because brady came back and you can never discount him so you never truly did but yeah great second game now chiefs bills was great the whole damn way through the whole thing was scintillating end-to-end action um it was no, it was a prize fight it yeah. was like it, it was like the main event at wrestlemania by.
3: Yeah, and, and you. so here's the thing I thought about that game. I had this conversation with someone else earlier this week. The first three quarters of that game were really good, really enjoyable. I felt myself watching it being like, this is really good. I'm enjoying this. Can we just get to the ending? Because I know the ending is going to be good. I, I know this is coming, and I know we're going to have this great shit out at the end. Let's go back and forth here, but wake me up when there's 10
0: minutes to go in the game. Yeah. And, and to be honest, if you just watched those final ten minutes, you would have just you would have got an absolute theme of what was going on. We need to give credit. Like the Chiefs started the season slow; those question marks over Mahomes. We were wondering whether they he was going to take a big step back. He's back, right? That that's that, that's the Patrick Mahomes that we know. That's the Patrick Mahomes that will, in all likelihood, take this team to the Super Bowl again. And then let's be honest, in all likelihood, win his second Super Bowl. Because if they play like that, there isn't anybody beating them. Nobody that's left.
2: I don't know. I I think um, you have to look at the way that both defences played. And on paper, I mean, we said this last week, there was so little to choose between the teams. It was wafer thin. I thought that the Buffalo defence was was probably better than Kansas City's. And ultimately, neither defence was able to cope because the quarterback play was so elevated. We've not seen two quarterbacks go head-to-head like that Um, in any game, I don't think, for at least five years. Perhaps it was when Mahomes came up against Jared Goff in that ridiculous Sunday night game, and that was 51-45. But the defences did not show up. The fact that Jared Goff is mentioned in that conversation is hilarious. (laughs) Um, The the defences didn't show up because they weren't allowed to. And I think, ultimately, you you say that Kansas City can't be beaten. Absolutely, they can be beaten. Oh, they can. But if they play like that, they can't.
0: I think well, if they play, if they to play that, like that on
2: offense, they're very difficult to stop. Yeah. But, I, I mean, they, they, I can see Cincinnati putting 40 points on that defense if they play like that.
3: So this is the way – the AFC has been this way for four years now. And it's going to be this way for probably another five, maybe even longer. The Chiefs won't win every single Super Bowl. They won't go to every single Super Bowl in the AFC. But they will go to most of the teams in the AFC. You need – you need a little bit of luck against them. And this is why this is why the AFC playoffs worked out really well for the Bengals. We talked about this in the pod last week. Going into the playoffs for the Bengals, avoiding having to play both Buffalo and the Chiefs is a little bit of a cheat code. Doesn't mean you're definitely going to the Super Bowl, but you only need to beat one of them. They Their route to the Super Bowls, beat the Raiders, beat the Titans, and then find a way to get a little bit lucky against the Chiefs like that that's the that's the way you want if you're if you're a team in the AFC that is not the Chiefs and the Bills right now that's probably your route to success you want to avoid those two teams early in the playoffs if you only have to play one of them you just need to have one really good performance or one little bit of luck and you can get to the super bowl
2: i mean we could be sitting here quite happily and lauding Josh Allen and the fact that the Bills are are going to be hosting the championship game and ultimately it comes down to the coin flip and we've talked about the rules before in terms of overtime they're not in my view correct they're not in my view fair if it had been the other way we would have been in exactly the same situation perhaps it's justification for what happened 3 years ago to the, the chiefs when they faced the patriots but when it actually it, it actually ended the whole weekend on a bit of a sour note. when are they going to turn around and give both teams a possession regardless so, of what okay so there's so so a to think about it so w-
3: let's look at the way that game was in. Defenses were not stopping anyone. Mm. So Chiefs get the ball, go and score a touchdown. We then give the Bills the ball, the Bills go, and the Bills score a touchdown. The Chiefs then get the ball again, and they go and they score a touchdown. Are we happy with that?
2: No. I would still be happy with that? that Because you le- at least Need to have a chance but, but you, need to what, have, you need to be given An opportunity If you don't get given The opportunity Then you point to a situation That we're in now And say Well hang still, on yeah,
0: but, they've got the still, chance. but they've still yep. got An advantage Because they've won The coin toss um, uh-huh. Because when the they game, get the least least they have A once. chance for the ball
3: No but when, Win the game in regulation that, That's the That's the but That's the chance chance You're in
2: overtime So it's That's a moot point Because once you're in overtime Both teams should have An equal opportunity Not on the Not on the kind of but, but they,
3: but they, but they do though, because a, the toss of a coin is a 50-50 chance.
2: It's not yes. like in it's it is fifty-fifty. There's no kind of analytics to say that it's one or the it other. I mean, what fifty point zero 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 one? It I puts mean.
0: too much significance on a on a task that requires zero skill. Right, it's and I think that's the thing. That's It requires zero skill, right? Um, I, for me as well, and to your point, Gordon, I agree, because I, I don't think it works if you then go, right, everyone gets the ball at least once, but then if the team that had it first then scores another touchdown, game over, because you're, it's the same argument, it's just del- it's just one move further to the right. I, for me, the college rules are what I like the best, where you, you, you basically, it's a penalty shootout type approach. Um, in I a think, game you, like you this, could... and I would even change it maybe in the postseason but then that nah do you know what I disagree with myself already.
3: here's 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 what I would do if you really want to change it make it a 15 minute period and, and if it's tied at the end of it 15, was a 15 minute period no
0: but then make it so no, no, you play no, but, 15 but just, minutes
3: it just it's not it ends at the end of those 15 minutes if someone's in front so yeah. the, the Chiefs get the ball they score now the Bills get the ball they score there's seven minutes left in the clock the Chiefs get the ball again they score the Bills still have a minute and a half to score whatever it is that way that, that would be the way I would do it We've seen that before we wind up with um, like secondary overtimes and stuff like that. I'd have nothing against that. The NFL doesn't want to have to continue games for too long though. And if you yeah. played the college rules with that game, that could have been like a 10 overtime game. Yeah. It risks injuries. Yeah. That's a bad look for the NFL. Like the reason why the rules are the way they are is generally for player safety.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. I think it's interesting, though, the Chiefs proposed this rule be changed because of what hmm. happened in the Patriots game.
0: Do they the propose it again?
3: So, Well, Andy Reid's already said he would, and right. they back it, or if someone else proposed it, they'd back it. But the Bills were one of the teams that voted against
0: it. Yeah, and I think the good look here is if they're going to change it, it's the Chiefs that need to put it forward again. And I, 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 if Andy Reid says, yeah, I hope they do, because I think that's there's more power from being the team that benefits that goes, this rule's not right, than the team that's doing it only because they've been stuffed by it. Um, we have talked about it a lot. It's crappy, but... It is what it is, you know. It is what it is. There's nothing we can change about it. It's unfair. I would, I would love to have seen a Bills Bengals championship game. I think it would have been brilliant. I think that Chiefs Bengals is great, and I think it'll be brilliant. But I think Bills Bengals would have been something really tasty, um, and it would have been a slightly different variation into the Super Bowl, which I would have been all for as well. But yeah, Paul. <sighs>
1: Yeah, the coin toss is what the coin toss is. But let, let's be honest, Buffalo lost this game in the last 13 seconds. They gave Pat Mahomes too much time. Everybody's mm. talking about squib kick it, take time off the clock. He might get one in Hail Mary. They might get two plays at best. Again, I talk about dumb football and shooting yourself in the foot. If you've got a chance to take time off the clock, do it. Now And for... For the you know, McDermott to come out and say, you know, we don't really want to talk about that, you know, we you know, the play, the execution. I'd like to know what what the call was. Was the kicker told to squib kick it? Did the kicker just decide he was booting it through the end zone? What was going on? Because everybody watching realized that you had to take time off the clock, even with just 13 seconds left, and they didn't do it. Were they trying to outthink themselves? Patrick Mahomes, the timeouts he had coming from the 25-yard line when all you need is a field goal. No, that, that to me, it was dumb. That's that's where the situational part was poor. So,
3: you don't... If you squib it, if you do something, there's not a guarantee that you take time off the clock, because there's ways that they can down the ball and all that stuff to avoid yeah. being... However, the odds are that if they were doing that, it would not be... At, they wouldn't have the ball at the 25-yard line. They'd be further away. I think it was a few compounded issues. One... They shouldn't have just put that out the back of the end zone. They should have given the Chiefs an opportunity to make a mistake. I think then once you've done that, knowing the Chiefs had two timeouts, or at least one timeout, I think they had two. You can't play defense that way. You they they said to the Chiefs with 13 seconds to go, here's the middle of the field. If you can gain yards in those two plays, you can go and kick this field goal. They they opened up the space to, I thought what I thought was absolutely brilliant was they lined up, and then there was a timeout called for the, the one where they got into field goal range with Travis Kelsey. And there was a clip yesterday of Kelsey talking about that play. And he didn't run the route that was called. And he told Patrick Mahomes that. He said, if they show us this look, I'm, not, I'm just going to run into there's space. that We know that we'll gain 20-odd yards if we do this. And when they were lining up, apparently Patrick Mahomes was screaming at him, like, do it, do it, do it. They, they knew when the Bills lined up. We've got our yards here. I
2: mean, they were they executed it to perfection, perfection. But yeah, the Buffalo helped them. I have to say, if you look at the you look at the the standard that Mahomes and Allen set in that game. I don't know if it'll ever be topped in one game with so much on the line, and that's why it's it's going to be quite challenging for the conference championship games and the Super Bowl to live up to that. Um, and it, it, it was, it was sporting perfection. Yep.
3: It, it was, it was for like, and Josh Allen was better than Mahomes was. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, he
1: he just, was. He just he Mahomes was.
3: got the ball last. And yeah. that's, that. that's kind of the way, like we, we spoke and I said like, this, this is, this has the potential to be like an all time game. And Charles was like, wait and see. Now you've said that you've jinxed it. It's going to be terrible. It's, it'll be the worst. It, it was one of those games that just kept building and building and, the last two minutes of that game were incredible. When the Bills scored, you're like, oh, my God. I, I saw someone someone tweet, like, the the Bills left too much time for Mahomes, who then left too much time for Josh Allen, who then left too much time for Mahomes. It, it was just – it was incredible. And I think I, – I don't think the conference championships have to be a damp squib after this, though, because I think it's always interesting when you get a divisional matchup because it's always going to be a bit chippy and a bit – you know feisty and Joe burrow is good enough that they can score points I, yeah if, if you told me on I also think there's some there's there's one Super Bowl matchup I don't want and that's chiefs 49ers because we've already had that yeah give me Chiefs Rams we've got the chance to go back to their 50 odd point each barn burner if you give me Bengals 49ers we get to go back to a previous Super Bowl from the eighties. yep I just don't overly want uh, 49ers Chiefs.
0: And 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 I'm going to say the same, I'm going to be shut down, oh,
1: you want your team to lose, right?
0: I'm speaking... At, oh, as no, Cameron, no,
1: oh, you're, no, you're not going on about we we don't deserve to be there again. No, oh, no, 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 not at all, because you know, now where, we do.
0: Now we do, right? Where's the, we've we've, we've where's done the what mute we need button? to do. We've done what we need to do so we can win, right? But I agree with what Gordon was saying there. As Cameron Hobbs, the host of the NFL Scotland post, podcast, as a, as a fan of the sport... I don't want to see Niners-Chiefs because we've just had it recently. And I freshen it up. I'd like to see something fresh. So I agree. That's the only scenario I wouldn't want to see as an outcome. Um, and if it means that the Niners have to go out for it, I would love to be able to set up and watch the Super Bowl and get something fresh. So, I, And that's as a neutral. As a 49er fan, of course I want to be there regardless of who, and I want to try and win the whole thing. But I, I'm speaking as a neutral and I'm a fan of the sport. Um, it's interesting as well that, you know, the, the odds on this game and the spread is... Eh, it's, it, you know, seven-point swing between Chiefs and the Bengals, three and a half between Niners and Rams. Obviously, neither looks like, neither's a guaranteed blowout, but neither's a guaranteed close game either. And I think it's interesting. These games could go one of two ways. But this is it. This is what they build for. This is their opportunity. You just hope that everyone turns up and they make a game of it. And Are you going to turn up and watch it? I am going to watch it. Of course I am. It's, it doesn't start it.
2: Of course I am. In the I would never, never miss a game. You didn't oh. watch it either. You didn't, you didn't I didn't, didn't watch a... it because I've got should... children and I have a life and I know what the Packers do in the playoffs. So
1: what you...
2: You <laughs> <laughs> are a
0: plastic fan, quote-unquote Ian Steven, and he's right. Revisionist. you shameless fan. I knew that the Packers were going to lose. Nonsense. And I also have a life. I was out of the house at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning because I had stuff to do. So it's just fine. I've got a kid on the way. So I've got to prepare for that. I
3: stayed Pathetic. up and what, what is this? What is this though? Like, do I get a claim to be the biggest NFL fan because I stayed up and watched? It? You, yeah. you, are, you are the guru.
1: There was one thing I There was one
3: thing watching your teams put up less than 14 points each in the playoffs. <laughs>
2: right, there's one thing I didn't mention. Um, and uh, um, this is maybe one for another week, but I'm going to mention it now. Um, the, the the funniest line about the, the, what happened at the weekend and with Rodgers apparently they want to get him back. And they've just had a stock sale, of course. Green Bay, of course, being the only publicly owned company uh, in the NFL. Because they're raising money for stadium construction, they want to build a roof because you can't play in the snow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) utter nonsense Absolutely. utter nonsense <laughs> after nonsense.
0: nonsense right we need to do the awards because we're running out of time and then we'll very t- quickly touch on the the games coming up so let's run through the belt in fact before we even get to this right i touched earlier i got a nomination on both sides let's read them out let's move on from that because nobody cares right i got one belter nomination for patrick wilson for personally putting up prizes in a twitter competition and getting a nice dig in at charles generosity and shithousery at the same time superb Right. So in the interest of fairness, though, let's get through my uh, ball bag nomination, which goes to George Jackson. George Jackson says, our gracious host has to be it this week. Bets against his team all season long, then when they win, incites a mob to bully poor Charles. Now, I may have got well in on saying bullying cause shithousery is shithousery, but that's not the point. Sorry, Cameron, you are the hobnob and ball bag this week. However, so the, the, right. only,
3: the only way you avoid the ball bag the ball bag part for the first part of that like
0: betting against the 49ers all year and all that
3: stuff absolutely accept that yeah. you saved yourself from it by the bullying of Charles <laughs> so
0: while we're, we're reporting well. you both to social services let's get, we
1: have we have <laughs> We are a safe space. We have support. Charles, I'll give you a couple of numbers to call at the end of the podcast and make sure you're okay, okay. Charles's
0: Twitter following has had a suitable boost from this, let me tell you. He's uh, he's not without some benefit. So anyway, Patrick Watson, well, let's just complete this. He gives you a Bob bag nomination, Charles. It's not been a good week for Charles and his hot takes, which are getting colder and colder by the week. Cal Shanahan being a fraud and Matt Stafford not being able to do it in the big games are two that spring to mind. After all his criticism of other teams, maybe it's time for Charles to finally admit that that his beloved Packers are one of the biggest bottlers in the NFL. By Look, the way, so that's Cameron a, that, should clip up any 49ers slander that Charles has come out with in previous episodes and put it at the start of the pod just to rub it in.
3: That, that's a listener that thinks it's okay for us to bring up the fact that Charles has slated other teams passing for Good, I like that. I like that. Many,
0: <laughs> many, many teams I have
2: slated and will continue to slate. He is getting blocked.
0: Right. Um, so we'll get into the actual awards here. So Sailor Ross, right from the start, the, there's lots here for nominations of games. So, Sarah Ross gives it to Bucks Rams. You know, even as a Bucks fan, I enjoyed that so much. It was unbelievable. Games like that are just one of the many reasons why I love this sport. Whereas Chris McKay gives it to Chiefs Bills. This deserved to be the Super Bowl, if only it could be. The two best teams all season, the best game of the season, amazing viewing. Uh, Nomination for Cooper Cup. He only gets one, which I'm surprised at. Steven Anderson, 183 yards over nine catches with one touchdown. This man should be MVP, but he won't be because he's not a quarterback. Couple for Evan McPherson. Tony Burton says it. Rookie kicker. I see these veins had the audacity to take a nonchalant warm-up kick prior to his big moment and then... Proclaim, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship game then. Less than 30 seconds later, they were class. Lots of people loving that uh, confidence from him. Uh, Gabriel Davis, we didn't even mention him. Um, you know, despite being on the wrong side, Gabriel Davis became the first player in NFL history to catch four touchdown passes in a playoff game. Incredible performance in an incredible game, says Kenny Law. Joe Burrow gets one from David uh, McLeod. He also gets one from Robin Lawrence. Don McLeod does this. Joe Burrow has had eight winner-bust games in his career through college in the NFL. Versus Alabama, versus Georgia in the SEC title game, versus Oklahoma in the college semifinal, versus Clemson in the championship game. Ravens in week 16, Chiefs in week 17, the Raiders in the wild card, the Titans in the divisional playoff. He's 8-0. In those eight games, he's thrown for 3,261 yards, 29 touchdowns, and one interception. Big time. Um, Josh Allen gets a whole bunch Uh, And then this gets mixed up as well. You know, Olivia Ramage gives it to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as does Alex Beaton. Alex Beaton says, absolutely brilliant to watch. Both players were fantastic. Either team could have won the game and you could have said that they deserved it. Cameron Christie gives it to kickers. After I've nominated them at least twice for ball bag, kickers came up with clutch kicks when it mattered this weekend. Uh, Matt Stafford gets one from Mike Douglas. Uh, Stafford shrugged off any doubts with his big game mentality with that last drive and throws to Cooper Cup with a passer rating of 121 to knockout Super Bowl holders, Bucks and Brady. Then it's a whole load of other ones here for the NFL in general. A few other mentions, though. Raheem Morris gets one from Callum Buchan, Uh Did a great job at making Brady look human for 90% of the game. Can argue that that late comeback was more on the Rams' offense uh Turtling it and refusing to take chances in the second half Richard Hightower gets one from Stephen Bryson Yeah, yeah, QB's putting up points was great But in a snow game that was low scoring And your own QB can't do anything Your special team units puts up all the points Blocked punt for a touchdown and two field goals One of which was set up by a large kick return Well done for stepping up in a big time sport Von Miller, the one other person that gets a mention from Reese Nunes Making Brady bleed, bleed his own blood with a cheap shot I, uh, I don't celebrate. Uh, but getting under his skin and making him get his first ever unsportsmanlike call in his career was sublime. Especially was after Brady shot. said he was I getting think, away with
3: it. I think it was a pretty fair... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then beyond that, it's just the NFL as a whole, right? The division round, the division round, a compulsive viewing, last-minute drama, pure theatre, says Steve Wilson. And again, I didn't say it at the time, see if, you, if there's someone in your life that doesn't get the NFL, show them that Bill's Chiefs game. Make them sit down and watch it. And I... Pff- That'll convert a lot of people. However, who are your belters this week? Gabriel Davis. Like, Josh Allen was great.
3: A historic playoff performance. There was one one of his touchdowns, the one where he sat down the Chiefs cornerback, was incredible. And Gabriel Davis is someone who the Bills probably didn't use enough throughout this year, but to four touchdowns in a playoff game. We, we talk about this all the time. Belter is something that just very rarely happens. Four touchdowns
0: in a playoff game it had never happened before for a receiver. Gabriel Davis.
1: Yep, I am. Happy yep, no jump on that. Yep, no, no doubt. There's no argument, Camera. It's the historical thing. It's never been done before. Definitely, Gabriel Davis.
0: Well, let's waste no time in that. We'll raise a dram to Gabriel Davis. You are the Loch Lomond Belter of the week. Onto the ball bags then. There's only a couple for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Stephen Lynn. because it should be you. Yeah, that's fine. I only got one. Rodgers got three. <laughs> Stephen Lynn, who is a Packers fan, should get a t-shirt designed with the Niners mocking Mr. Flat Track Bully. That's Rodgers, not me. Uh, reminding him that they still own him. Four season enders to the Niners in his career. Hope he's gone this postseason. Um,
2: be inter- is that, who's that gentleman? A uh, Packers Lynn, fan? He is a Packers or- fan. Oh, no. no. Well,
1: right. I've had discussions with him before. Be honest. It's not a, honest. Not I need to fan. get him
0: to sit him, him down for a coffee. Honestly, this is not good. So Bengals O-line and the overtime rules, Kevin Wilson. That's two nominations, but we'll give you them both. Uh, overtime, he simply says, give both teams the ball. For the Bengals, Burrow is going to end up like Andrew Luck with the amount of hits he's taken so early in his career. And that's true, given the injury that he's just come back from. It's on him as well, though. It is on him. Everyone as keeps
3: blaming the offensive line.
0: Cam Akers gets a couple of nominations um, for making us crap ourselves that we were going to see Brady with a shot for another Super Bowl due to two critical fumbles. Two hands on the ball, you ball bag says Sean Breen. Um, Dallas Cowboys says June Chalmers. The Chiefs ran three plays in less time than it took the Cowboys to run less than one last week, highlighting once again how net the Cowboys are as an organisation. And I love that that's that's resonating through both seasons. That's like Gordon trying to shoehorn Lamar Jackson into the debate. That's just ridiculous. Brady gets one from Donald McLeod, because why not? The look of shock on his face when he got flagged for shouting at the ref was wonderful. It's not your league anymore, Tommy. Um... Patty Kelly gives it to himself and anyone that doubted Kansas City early in the season. So that's all of us as well. Yeah, I thought they might have issues when they went on a bad streak. So many others did too. But it looks like they are here to dominate another few years at least. Four straight AFC championships is incredible. Green Bay special teams get a bunch. Sean Black, Robin Lawrence, Callum Buckin, Reese Evans. Callum simply says stinking all year, but on the biggest player of the year, they only had 10 men on the field. Um, NFL overtime rules says Stephen Anderson not giving Josh Allen a chance to reply to Mahomes we've covered that one absolutely robbed all NFL fans of something potential even more special Sarah Ross says the NFL UK Facebook group it's just full of bell ends and it winds me up (laughs) brilliant Sarah love it come and share your woes here at the NFL Scotland podcast I can't guarantee there's no bell ends here but we'll listen and we'll read your point (laughs) Um, OT rules, OT rules, overtime rules, Gareth King, Cameron Christie, Stephen Joyce, Ian Hunt, all of them. Right, Um, hang on,
3: hang on. On the overtime rules thing, there's no way that should be acceptable for the ball bag this week. And I'll I'll give you my extreme reason why. I had to listen to nonsense in this podcast about how rules are rules when it comes to bloody taunt, so if those are rules or rules the overtime rules are the rules it's exempt from Belter from it's ball ball.
0: true the rule is the rule it doesn't mean the rule isn't bad the taunting rule is bad but it's still the rule uh, mm. so I agree Ryan Tannehill it's not ball baggery enough indeed it's not Ryan Tannehill gets a couple you know the first seed Titans hosted the Bengals with a great chance to reach the conference championship but Tannehill's dire performance of 15 for 24 for 220 yards one touchdown with three interceptions with the most important one at the end of the game when the Bengals said thank you very much and delivered the uh, the game winning so it was Mike Douglas. Beyond that, the Rams gets one from Peter. Regardless of the result, put me through again is total bob Aggeray Plus, we're just going to get mooshed by the 49ers in some awful 2017 game. Uh, the refs, uh, says Scott Kirkwood, I'm sure the NFL hired Bobby Madden and Kevin Clancy for a few of the a games. Um, <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the officiating was generally pretty good this it was week. okay this week. I think yeah, the I previous agree. week's definitely questionable. Um, so, right, who gets your bob-agg? award this Charles from
3: you Charles Patterson <laughs> no, we, keep us absolute <laughs> absolute stick on absolute stick uh, on how,
0: how? On what,
2: in what basis on what uh, basis
3: on I mean what I highlighted earlier so i tell
2: you what Charles no, 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 I, no. I, I have I have on on this podcast many times held my hands up and said if so and so does something prove me wrong if so-and-so does this, does that prove me wrong? Mm. I have st- and that, and that's why i have the burgers it. from you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And you still haven't told me which fast food outlet you want to go to. Oh, no, no. Even
3: no. Though- I, so, sorry. Yes, you, you you messaged again when I was in the middle of replying. So I'm owed three burgers. So we'll go to McDonald's and then we'll go to Burger King.
0: Other burger we'll, outlets are available, of course. And
3: then we'll walk on to the golf or somewhere similar where Cameron will buy me his burger
0: yeah um right. how, how does he get something from the pound saver menu and i'm buying you a full golf one but anyway glenn eagles do a lovely burger at this time of year just saying um good point so <laughs> right who's your ball bag nomination i'm taking us out of this because nobody wants here okay. me and charles get one each because we've been shites the pair of us right so fine uh,
2: Who I, actually I, I, deserve an, I deserve another one because i went zero for four on the pick this week <laughs> <laughs> Um, give I it to will... Brady. give it to Brady for shouting at the official on doing something he hasn't done in his twenty-three year career and getting a fifteen-yard penalty for taunting or unnecessary annoyance or whatever. I kind of like I'm that.
3: Going. Like the the Packers special teams feels too easy. I feel like we don't we don't really sleep Brady enough, and that's like a very good reason for it. But I, I'm okay with that being yeah. the thing. What, what were you about to say, Paul?
1: Right, I'm going to, I'll argue with you, Gordon, later because I actually think Cameron's a bigger ball bag than Charles this week. But we'll, we'll argue about that later, offline. It, it, if we're looking at play, it's got to be the Green Bay special teams. Not for one, not for two, but for three. They cost their team the game. They're, they're the ball bags as far as I'm concerned this week. As I say, our colleagues aside, Gordon, they're the ball bags this week.
0: Um, okay, so we've got two for Brady, one for the special teams. I'm not going to lump on. I feel like the the Packers have suffered enough. Uh, well, whereas Tom Brady's suffering, long may it continue. Um, conversations to come, but it may not be. He may not be around for much longer in the NFL from that point of view. So let's, while we still can, let's give a ball back award. Congratulations, Tom Brady, for getting your first ever unsportsmanlike conduct, for shouting in the face of the referee. It's not your league anymore, Tommy, as one of the nominations said. Tom Brady, you're the ball bag of the week. Okay, right. We've been prattling on for a while. I know that people have got stuff to do. Um, Very quickly, how do you see this weekend going? We've talked about this a little bit. Are these close? Are these interesting games? Are they blowouts? How do you see it panning
2: out? I think they're close. I think the the Bengals can definitely beat the Chiefs, but they have to play close to a perfect game on the offensive line. And they can score 30 points on the Chiefs. They might have to score 40, but it can happen. And they've also, don't forget, they've got Joe Mixon who went for 1,000 yards. So he didn't do very much against the Titans. I think if they can control the ball and keep the ball off Mahomes, they can beat them in the other game the Niners have beaten the Rams the last six times of course they can win that game of course they can
0: and for the first time this season I'm going to say in this postseason yes of course we can Of course, are we
2: you can, going we... to pick them in the pick'em
0: I haven't decided yet I'll make that decision nearer the time pathetic, but... pathetic. plastic <laughs> fan
1: It's the... my big, my biggest fear this weekend is that the 49s Rams well it might be close I think will be dull I think this weekend comes all the way down to the Bengals. If the Bengals can do something and keep it tight against the Chiefs, I think we could be looking at the just the two worst Playoff games in a while, having had four great ones. I hope I'm wrong. Hey, let's be honest; I usually am, um, but I am not holding any great hope. And the prospect of either the Rams going to the Super Bowl or having to listen to Cameron for two weeks banging on about his team being in the Super Bowl is just—it's—it's it's almost unfathomable for me. So, yeah, I'm good for so it. The only other
3: thing I'm going to say about so I I after saying I want the Bengals to to win the Super Bowl at what's left when we get to the Super Bowl. I am going to absolutely flip, regardless who wins on the AFC side. And that's because I was made aware this week that two of my former colleagues at PFF are playing for a place in the Super Bowl this week. Zach Robinson, who's a coach with the Rams, and Bobby Sloat, who's with the 49ers, are both, one of them will be coaching in the Super Bowl. So that's very nice to...
0: I'm going to say now, if it's, get... if it's not the Niners, right? Because I want the Niners to win the Super Bowl. If it's not the Niners, I'd love, sure to, see, that? I'd love to see the Bengals win. I would love to see the Bengals win. As it feels must- like a
2: step too far, I think, but they've yeah. got a chance. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyone got anything else to add before we wrap up? Then.
2: no nope. um, yeah, My Twitter following, one. my Twitter following is crashing through the roof as we speak. Um, have we picked the winners? Do we pick winners this week? It's still no, we open. Don't. It's still open.
0: Do- it's still open? Yeah, okay. Well, open. Just, keep, just keep sending me abuse, world, and <laughs> you might win some whiskey. By the time this comes out, it probably won't still be open, but we will select our winners. We'll share it on social media. We've got a couple of bottles left still to come, so stay tuned. Keep those nominations coming in. But this is the full-time whistle for episode 181. Um, do send me your LA zip code so I can try and buy some tickets for the SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. Keep sharing your thoughts on social media, at ScotlandNFL, on Twitter, and search for NFL Scotland on Facebook
1: I hate to tell you but you're doing it all wrong to get tickets for the Super Bowl ask Gordon he's got a mate who's coaching in it he'll get you tickets (laughs) no problem whatsoever thanks everybody for listening thank you to Charles he knew what he was walking into thank you to Gordon for delivering so beautifully on Charles as well we hope you've enjoyed the podcast we'll be back again next week to talk all things championship games from Cameron Gordon Charles and myself bye for now and i have to tell you he's just taking his top off and waving it over his head that what the hell is into that? my eyes put that back on not God. even your wife wants to see that someone needs Jeez. to arrest
2: him
0: <laughs> <laughs> bye for now